NFL trainers and Pokemon enthusiasts. Introducing Go Battlecast, your weekly fix for all things Pokemon Go and Pokemon. Get the unfiltered, raw truth on the game, culture, and community. So, let the battle begin. Here are your hosts, Zach Duarte and Dominic Zingali. Back here on the Go Battlecast podcast, Dominic Zingali and Zach Duarte taking you along the journey here as we travail the Pokemon Go world. Dom, been an interesting week. We had a lot of feedback when we had Boy Ghost on last week. I know we're going to get into a lot of that uh, and a couple of newsworthy items for us to get into. I, I feel like it's a slower time in the Pokemon Go world, so we'll get into some PvP content. We'll talk about the Secrets of the Jungle event, if you got your Zarud or not, and uh, a couple of items on what's going out there on the social media world in terms of what people are discussing about Pokemon Go. But let's start off here. We had Boy Ghost on last week. He had some controversial things to say. I know it got a lot of people going one direction or the other, Dom, and we're definitely going to talk about the responses from some of the, and I'm using air quotes here, community leaders uh, that not only responded to Niantic, but that didn't respond to Niantic as well and heard what Boygos had to say. But I also wanted to make sure that we stress that this podcast in the past, in the present, and in the future will always encourage dialogue, discourse. You can call it debate if you want. We try not to turn it into that. We welcome all opinions and have a discussion around it. And even in our local community, Dom, we had a few people speak to us about what they liked and what they didn't like about what Boygos had to say. And I appreciated that. I reached out to some people who didn't necessarily agree with our approach on last week. And I said, hey, listen, we don't see eye to eye on this, but I appreciate you letting me know what you thought. And that's what this is about. This is this is to me. I've worked in radio and broadcast for over a decade now, and I'm a big proponent of let's hear each other out and let's go from there. Right. And let's do that respectfully as well. Let's not try to slit each other's throat and tell each other, no, you're fucking wrong. Like how our politics are is what I compare it to. I want to go the opposite way. I want us to have differing opinions and thoughts and viewpoints and be able to bring that into one place where we talk about that. We're never going to all agree on one thing, but I think it's really, really good that we got the discussion going, Dom, not just in our local community, but in the Pokemon Go community. We had a lot of big influencers respond to what Boygos had to say last week on Twitter. Yeah, definitely just from our conversation that we had and everything that we posted so far or thus far, we definitely struck a few chords and I definitely like seeing that moving forward as well too. I think we've all been very, very comfortable with this game. I think we've been very comfortable with some of our habits and I think it's time to really open up our eyes and just reflect a little bit and just be a little bit more aware of what everything is going on, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's why you and I are doing this. We want to present an avenue where all points of view are shared, are spoken about, and with that dialogue, hoping that in, in this aspect, what we, what we were trying to accomplish is, or what Boy Ghost was trying to accomplish, was challenging some of our community leaders who represent the community, right? And I don't think there should be anything wrong with that. We don't have to acquiesce to everything that these people are saying on, on, on social media. We should be able to, I don't want to say challenge them, 
but we should be able to engage with them on what we think they're doing right or what they're doing wrong, how they can do it better in order to make our community and our game better. And I don't think that uh, there's a problem with that. And and I, I totally get that some people do. And to me, that's just you're uncomfortable with disagreement and you shouldn't be. You should be open to hearing all sides, all viewpoints of, of whatever it is the dialogue is about. And that's what we're trying to present. We're not trying to present this cookie cutter message and we're never going to do that. I, if that's the goal of this podcast, I'm out. You can find another person to do this podcast with, Dom. I want to challenge the community. Sometimes that's going to make people uncomfortable. But I, I, I think that we want to do that and accomplish that to make not only the game better, but make the community closer, more tight-knit. Like, I appreciate when people have a different point of view than me and come at it in a way that I can – uh, I can respect, and that's why there was a, cer- a certain amount of people in our community that reached out to us, and I made sure to reach out to them one-on-one just say, hey, look, I appreciated that you came to us and shared your point of view, even if we don't agree. That's what I'm trying to accomplish, and I made sure to do that last week. I want to put that message on here because we definitely – I just think people like, – like you said, people are a little bit too comfortable with some of the podcasts that are out there maybe, or maybe it's not just podcasts. Maybe it's just – influencers and, and and people on social media that represent the game. All I want to do, and I'm, I'm going to say this over and over and over again on every single episode, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge the, your way of thinking, challenge your mentality. I want you to do that to me. I want you to push me. I said this uh, to one of my friends this week. I'm a very competitive person, but at the same time, I want everyone to do well. I, I want to be the best, but I want my 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 inner circle and my friends and the people I care about to be the best version of themselves as well in whatever it is, whether it's Pokemon Go or life or their careers. And for me, in order to do that, I'm that friend that if you're dating a shitty girl and you bring her home, I'll tell you. And I'll say, listen, like you can keep dating this girl, but X, Y, Z, you know, your friends aren't comfortable, whatever it is. I'm that guy and I always will be. And that's what we want to accomplish here on the Go Battlecast podcast. I'm not sure if you have any other thoughts about that, Dom, but for me, I wanted to get that out there. I definitely want to add to that for sure. And it's funny because I think one of our local community friends brought up a point, which it is true, but it brings ties back to what you were actually saying about challenging other people or our local friends. And the, the quote, or at least from what I recall, paraphrasing it a little bit, is that the problem was Niantic. They should fix it or deal with it. We should not technically challenge or point fingers at our leaders or anyone else in the community. And I see like that is a true thing, but also think that's a false thing because if there's more people around us that are more aware or at least have a better mindset of what we can do to make the game better and to all engage and and quote unquote fight or at least have something against the company or at least not against, but you know, something that we can just have um, ammunition towards, then that's where we're going to actually see more change and move in, in that direction. And that's basically our goal. And as fun as it is with this game, you know, I definitely want things to be a lot better and it's only going to get better if we have a stronger community in any shape or form. I think one of the main points that we got out of last week on Twitter, Dom, was that the response or the lack of discussion amongst the community leaders about Hear Us Niantic and about Niantic saying that they're going to be more communicative, which it's October and I haven't heard very much, is that it, it, it's, it comes from a place of fatigue, right? It, it comes from a place of not wanting to say the same thing over and over again. And, and to me, to what I would say to that, Dom, is 
that may be what Niantic wants. Niantic maybe wants to placate us with giving us the 80 meter distance change and not very much else because we were promised a lot. And we've said this now for two or three weeks is that we haven't heard or seen some of these changes that we were told we were going to be given. So, and there's still time for Niantic to to respond to like, we were supposed to get a monthly diary or something. And look, that may well come out in October, but since the Hear Us Niantic letter, has there been much other change since the response by Niantic except for the distance to a Pokestop? I don't really remember very much change happening. So I think to sit here and say, well, we as, a, as our community leaders are tired of talking about this. Okay, well, then how is that going to enact change? How is that going to progress the cause of the community with the wants in the Hear Us Niantic letter to Niantic? If you just don't talk about it anymore, Niantic might just not do anything about it, right? Or they'll just probably make things even worse or just come up with other ideas that's just going to make us complain, complain, complain until to the point they're going to revert it back. It's like we mentioned before, they always already have solutions to the problems that they initially create. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't know if not responding to Niantic anymore, not discussing it or having fatigue is the right approach. And I totally understand it. I totally get it um, because there's just so much you can talk about certain issues. If the pressure is taken off Niantic to make these changes, then what is the incentive for Niantic to make these changes? There was a big push at the beginning of Here's Niantic to go free to play by a lot of influencers and people on YouTube that they were going free to play. I haven't heard that a lot of these people are still free to play. I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody, but I'm just saying that I feel that the lack of discussion that's out there, it, it was out there a month ago, Dom. It was out there a month or six weeks ago when everybody was talking about it. It feels to me a little bit like everybody was satisfied with just the 80 meter change. And I was, I was so happy that the community was rallying together that more people were turning free to play because the only way Niantic is ever going to respond is when you hit them in the wallet. And that's going to take a massive change. It's not going to change because a few people go free to play. It will change if a lot of people go free to play and their profits cut in half. I I have no clue what are the numbers that Niantic brings in every month. We all know that it's a lot of money. We know that it's a lot of money. And to me, I really I always relate everything to sports, right? If I'm a sports owner and I'm making money but my team sucks, what is my incentive to change the product? What what is the incentive to make radical changes? There are none because I'm still making money. So if I'm Niantic and I'm still making money and I'm making more money than I was four weeks ago, there's not a lot of pressure for me to make these changes that the community was calling for a month ago or six weeks ago because I'm back to making the money I was three months ago because the pressure has been taken off of Niantic in my opinion. So that's really what last week was and we always want to make sure to have the dialogue open one way or the other, whether people feel strongly against Niantic, strongly with Niantic or supporting Niantic. We're always going to provide that avenue of discourse in our podcast. And I I know that a lot of the community leaders that were spoken about last week did respond to us on Twitter, right? 
That's correct. Yep, we have a couple people from Scrub Lord Dustin to uh, Boygos, as we already know, from Caleb Hang to Aragorn. And I think one of the things that we also haven't mentioned about was the NDA form, because I know Boygos really got into that conversation. And it was one of the things that most people responded to was the fact that they didn't have an NDA signs. And for the most part, even like Scrub Lord Dustin and, and their crew, the fact that they're just going to continue speaking out the way that they are because they're just never going to be fatigued in that sense. And they're always going to be the quote unquote, talented, toxic spreaders. Well, what confused me about that is we all knew that they weren't in the Niantic, the Heroes Niantic meetings. We all knew that they were not in cahoots or in those meetings. So for them to take that message and 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 then take that, of course, like of course we expect that from you. That's what you guys have said all along. Nobody said that you were in those meetings and you guys specifically signed an NDA. So I would have liked a response about what they thought about the other content creators. But it seems to me that. Um, and we talked about this a couple minutes ago, sometimes people are walking on eggshells about these subjects, and I certainly don't want to do that. I don't want to not say how I feel about a certain subject or person and how they're reacting to whatever it is we're talking about. In this case, content creators signing NDAs, um, and, and, and to me, it just feels like the response was, well, I didn't sign an NDA and I know that or I feel like most other people didn't sign an NDA and we'll never know that. It's very easy to sit there and say, yeah, I didn't do, I didn't sign that or, or I don't think anybody signed it. It's very easy to say that and we'll never know that. We'll, we'll never know if they sign an NDA. We won't know and that, that's kind of the point of what Boy Ghost was saying and I wouldn't expect anybody to come forward about that because of legality purposes around that. So – yeah, it was it was it was great to at least get that discussion going, and that's what we're going to try and do here on the Go Battlecast podcast: is talk about PvP, talk about the game, talk about the events, talk about what other people are talking about in Pokemon Go. We don't just want to pigeonhole ourselves in one area. That's what we're about here, and that's what we're going to continue to be about. But that being said, I want to definitely jump into Jungle Cup. And also our event that we have with Zarud, because like I was mentioning from last week, I was really looking forward to this event. And now that we actually have it going on, I was pretty uh, pretty surprised about the event and the fact of, I guess the spawn pools are not too bad. Maybe it could have been a little bit better, but at least there's a couple Pokemon like Drillbur that I really want to add on to the crew for uh, trying to get the Hundo for Master League Classic, which we'll get into in a little bit too. But um, just having Zarud... Like I talked about from last week, the fact that it's it's definitely a core breaker for Master League Classic, and or at least in Master League. We don't know about level 50 yet because no one should have 300XL candies for this thing. Um, that would be a major red flag. But nonetheless, um, definitely something that was really fun. I caught it really quick. I actually spent the first day. I didn't play too much when it, when the event first came out because I was doing some freelance work. But I managed to actually catch it or finish all the events at, uh, was it, 12, 10? The last, like, 15, 20 minutes, I managed to find six of those grunts on that last research to actually catch one. Um, well, not catch the one and only Zarud, but I was uh, pretty stoked about getting it. But now it's kind of sitting there because I don't have any candies or anything to power up to level 40, but yeah. Yeah, in, in terms of what you said about the event, I have I think there's some good spawns out there. I agree with you with the Drillber. 
Uh, for me, I'm hunting those Nuzleaf. I said last episode, I'm, I'm building. I have a beautiful shadow shift tree for Ultra League. That's if you power it up to level 50, it's like 2490. But those shadows are like 360 XL candies. So those Nuzleafs, they're a little bit more rare in this event, but they get you get an XL candy when you catch. And if you can trade with somebody over 100 kilometers, that's another XL candy. So I'm hunting those. But what you said about Zarud, I did not like how easy it was to get it. I enjoy the struggle sometimes. I enjoyed the shiny Mew struggle. It was quite a long time to get shiny Mew. You had to, I think you had to have a seven day streak of spinning stops, if I'm not correct, or 30. I think you had to catch a Pokemon for 30 straight days. If I'm not mistaken, you had to have 151 kilometers walked. Those things take time. I enjoy the process. I enjoy the struggle, the grind of earning what's supposed to be a mythical Pokemon. It's supposed to be special. I don't know. I felt that the six special research tasks or whatever it was to get it was kind of easy. So I was a little underwhelmed with that. Um, I've said this before. I, I really enjoyed the EX system. I wish the EX raids would come back. I realize that we are still in the midst of a pandemic. Dom and I live in Florida, which, I mean, we're probably still in the heart of it, right? But I really enjoy that system where the event was a few weeks out. You knew it was coming, and you had one chance to get it. I, I hope they bring something like that back at some point, as opposed to just giving out everything, putting Mewtwo in raids over and over and over. Mewtwo is supposed to be special. Do, do you feel special catching a Genesect right now? Do you know how rare Genesect was in the RPG games? It's so boring right now. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Nobody cares about a Genesect raid right now. I would rather spend my free raid pass on whatever is in a one-star raid right now. Because I don't Roughly. have... I don't... I, I actually would because I'm building a level 50 uh, Braviary. I don't have to get a group together. I don't have to struggle to find people for a remote raid because nobody really cares about the Genesect Douse Drive, if I'm saying that right. So I was a little underwhelmed. I I, I, I always see the other side. I always see Niantic's side in this. Is You kind of have to make it accessible. They are still in a, in a pandemic. They're trying to promote their movie, which I get. But if it's a mythical Pokemon, not even a legendary, a mythical Pokemon should be something special. And to just basically hand it out, I don't agree with that. I can definitely see where you're coming from as far as it being a little too easy. And I completely agree about that part of it. But I still have to say that for what it is with this event, I'm I'm still liking it for what it is as far as the couple spawns that I'm really looking for. And also the fact that, uh, you know, it's just a brand new Pokemon with a new typing system that we can finally have some play in Master League. Sure, I, I can definitely agree. We can have a little bit more of a challenge for it. I could definitely see the fact of maybe implementing still the, the EX raids. Maybe it could be a possible shiny. And it could be just a, an easy, easy remote destination pass to somewhere just to make it that much easier for us. Uh, but still, man, I don't know. I just think for, for what it is right now, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable and pretty set with it. You know, I just wish the only thing that was a little bit more accessible in some ways is the fact of uh, just getting some extra candies for it or finding a way just to power up a little bit easier um, just because I'm just personally lacking some resources. I know some other people are too. Um, just because of Master League Classic, personally, I've just been 
um, powering up a couple Pokemon that I would like to play around with. But what, yeah, what's but, your rare candy system? What what are you doing with your rare candies? Well, for for a while I was um, storing them just so you know whenever next league comes up, I can possibly power a Pokemon up last minute. If I see something on YouTube that I feel like it's very viable, at least give it a shot. And I did that for Ultra League, um, powering up a couple Pokemon. And I was a little short, um, you know, on top of Hoopa as well, too, losing that 100 rare candies there. That was that was a bummer still. But, yeah, I mean, it's I don't really try to stack too much rare candies because it takes up a lot of storage space. So, you know, I always like to have more Pokeballs than more rare candies because rare candies dump into any Pokemon. That's infinite amount of storage right there. But to have certain amount of Pokeballs in, a, in your storage is a little bit more rare in my case. Yeah, I have a rare candy bank. And I try not to let it go under 400 wow. for, for a case like this. Yeah. If there's a Pokemon that came out and I wanted to power it up to level 40 or whatever it is, probably 300 is good enough. But just in case, uh, four, I, I keep 400 candies on hand for the most part. And then when I go over, I'll, I'll dump 20 or 30 into whatever legendary Pokemon I caught recently. And this is because I don't raid. I get rare candies from uh, GBL rewards. So not lately. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I have a bank of about 400 rare candies. Feel free to let us know at Go Battlecast on Twitter. What's your rare candy philosophy? I, I keep a bank of 400. I have the the bag space up to 3,000. I think it goes more than that now. I think it's 3,500. Yeah, I haven't bought more because I, I try not to line up Niantic's pockets with my money. But I will eventually use my free coins to buy more bag space. But yeah, I keep a bank of about 400 rare candies. For an instance like this, when there's a, a legendary or a mythical that I want to power up, maybe I'll do it for Zarude, but I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. And, and here's why. You're doing Master League right now in PvP. I'm on a hiatus. I have PvP PTSD. That's the new thing now. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody's used that. Maybe I should trademark that. Seven letters represents a lot, but I have PvP PTSD because I participated in Little Jungle Cup, and I believe the last day I participated was Wednesday. On Monday, I spent the day, I believe, playing Ultra League because I did climb in Ultra League. Because you were 2,600. I was, I was from... almost 2,700. Yeah, almost, almost expert. Almost. And I participated in two days of Little Jungle Cup. And I got boat raced. I don't know what happened, but I had a terrible two days in PvP. And I've done well in these little cups with Pokemon under 500 CP. But I could not figure out the meta the first few days. I, I, I don't know if you believe in an algorithm or not. I tried different teams, and no matter what I tried, it didn't work for me. Maybe I didn't know... Because in Little Cup, I mean, you take a charge move, you're at 20% health already, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know if I necessarily maneuvered the right way with taking charge moves or, or whatever it may be. But I got boat raced in the first two days of Little Jungle Cup, and I have not entered PvP since, I don't know, maybe Wednesday. So it's been about four or five days. It was like I am way below veteran rank right now maybe like 100 i'm probably about 2400 elo right now but i just like it when i hit the battle button the hairs on my arms come up goosebumps my heart starts beating faster because i took a pounding in little jungle cup my friend 
and it only gets scary when you well you didn't hit expert but it only gets scary when you're like expert and then you have 2300 like elo range you're like oh my god i only how much more lore can i actually go but i mean what was what were you actually seeing in in the jungle cup because i i only watched some content creators play for a couple minutes because obviously i was focusing more on master league classic but it seemed like i seen a couple or at least a team or so that had like vigoroth Skarmory and Scroopy seemed like Scroopy was just like the number one star for safe switch, being how yeah. spammy it was. With I also think Vigoroth, Vigoroth was probably more prevalent than any Pokemon because there's not a lot of ghost Pokemon, and also Vigoroth deals counter damage and gets to body slam very quickly. I saw a lot of Vigoroth, a lot of Cottony. I heard a lot about Chansey as well, too. Chansey, Screlp, Skarmory. Uh, our, our good old buddy, uh, Danny was using. A return uh, Zubat, which which was fun. We see, I, we I see saw, him from we see him from Poke AK's video. I saw his video with Shadow Sharpedo. That was awesome. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, uh, it took if it took two charms from a Cottony, it was out. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back this week. I'm also very busy. Like I had a wedding to go to yesterday. I'm doing a little bit of moving currently. But I've definitely had time to do PvP, and I've chosen not to. I'm just like, no, no, please don't make me. You know, I, I just, I, I don't know what happened. It's it's happened before, too. But it was just that I tried different teams, and no matter what I tried, it didn't work. And I was trying meta Pokemon. I was trying Vigoroth, Skaroopy, Skarmory, Cottony, Swinub. Nothing would work for me. I don't know if you believe in an algorithm, Dom. I don't particularly care. There's this whole debate, right? Is there an algorithm? Is there not? Who cares, man? Like, go out and do your job and be – it's not your job, but go out and do what you need to do to be a legend if you want to be a legend. Don't make excuses. Don't bitch and complain about things that work that work against you. If you want to be a legend, you have to overcome certain things, and if you have to overcome the algorithm, so be it. Just – Stop complaining. I don't understand. A, a discussion about it, sure, but complaining over and over and over again about there being an algorithm, enough. Enough. We'll never know, and it shouldn't matter because if there is, be better than be better than it if you, if you want to reach legend. And if you're like me, I don't care. I don't care if there's an algorithm or not. I am confident enough in my skills to overcome it. So I don't know how you feel about it. I'm not going to blame whatever happened to me on there being an algorithm. I never will. I'll never complain about it. But I just got boat raced the other day. For the algorithm, I mean, I think there is something to some extent. I, I don't think, you know, I don't want to be a cons conspiracy theorist about this really. But it is a game at the end of the day. You know, it's a bunch of ones and o's matrix as you want as you want to call it. You know, there's something that has to be generated in order for you to be matched up with someone. And I think it... I think it's just a correlation of so many different things. The one thing that caught my attention was during the Go Battle day, the fact that I actually played those 26 sets or so. The fact that, you know, I played for those seven hours and I felt that the meta actually shifted depending on maybe the people that I came up ac across. And that could have been from different countries, different times, however you want to call it. Um, so I think there really isn't so much of an algorithm algorithm that whatever you put as a lead is what you're going to most likely either get hard countered with or something else in the back. I think there is a different generation between ELO and maybe something that you may or may not pick 
And I think it may either come down to like your winning and losing streaks um, from the past of whatever you're playing. You may be facing other people that have similar instances of your winning and losing streak or how you're actually playing that day. But I think the one thing that I've seen maybe in the past from previous seasons, when you're especially closer up in, in the ELO to legend, it felt like there was like a specific, like your last battle for your set. It felt like there was like that specific battler that's going to really be tough. And I, it, it always felt like that was like the one thing that I had to overcome. It's like, oh, 3-2, 4-1. It's like, oh, this last battler, he's going to be a challenge. And it always seems to be that case. Now, is it correlated to the algorithm? I really I really don't know. But I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's I think the part that sucks for Jungle Cup or any of these cups that are below 500 CP, we talked about already as far as the luck element in the situation and I feel like when you have Pokemon that low, it, it just becomes somewhat of a rock, paper, scissors uh, style. And also, you know, just, just luck in that sense. And there's not really much of a wiggle room to either switch to a better Pokemon or take so many attacks that you can, you know, wait for your other Pokemon to come in to either farm down energy. It's just like a, a ride or die. And it's, it's either you ride for the win or you just die for the L. Yeah, I, I get what you're talking about, Dom. I just hate when people complain over and over and over again about an algorithm. You're just going to have to overcome certain challenges in life. And in Pokemon Go PvP, the possibility of an algorithm is one of them. I don't particularly care about it. Anyways, so I've been getting boat raced in Little Jungle Cup. You've been participating in Master League Classic. So are you noticing some new Pokemon in the meta? Obviously, Zarud is is a part of the meta now from what I've heard. Uh, but what are you noticing in Master League Classic, though? Master League Classic has been another... It's been a ride for me this season so far, being that it's the first time around. And in the past two seasons, I've been actually enjoying Master League Classic really, really well. I can say, and I can go confidently is to saying that I feel like Master League right now is the most balanced league other than Ultra League and Great League. And I know some people will- well, I don't think Ultra League is balanced at all. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, the fact that, and this is what I was going to get into, the fact that so many people will really, really love Great League. And the fact that Great League is, you know, you have a variety of Pokemon to choose from. And the resources are just a lot easier to power up Pokemon, yada, yada, yada. I get it. I get it. But there's- and you can kind of debate this back and forth a little bit, but for me personally, when it comes to some gameplay, that I like to have a little bit of control as far as what we can pick. And Great League is just so vast, and it's it's just way too unpredictable. In the sense of Jungle Cup, it's just you know Jungle Cup is a little bit lower, and it's just more chaos. And I feel like a Great League, the bonds just have a certain HP where it's it can get chaotic really quick, or it can have some gameplay. But Master League Classic, I feel like, is the most balanced league because the league itself, you have to have pretty much Pokemon at level... Well, you pretty much have to have Pokemon at 100% IVs or at least 96, give or take, and better. Granted, Zarud is maybe one of the few exceptions on top of a few other Pokemon, but at least it really comes down to knowing your moves, knowing your counts for your moves between yourself and your Pokemon, or, I'm sorry, your trainer. And at that point... You just it all comes down to skill. Like if you lose, granted, you could have won that match or that game based on changing your gameplay just a little bit. So I wanna go back and say, like, if you want to learn PvP, I would personally say 
you got to learn how to play Master League because it's so balanced. And if you can understand all the mechanics, you know, the team comps and everything else, I feel like any other league that you play is going to be a hell of a lot easier. Granted, you know, some of the elements that we can't control, luck and certain um, Pokemon that can be eliminated or not, depending if it's a special cup. But yeah, Master League Classic so far for me. Surprisingly, like I mentioned, um, I took a hit a little bit. Uh, I think I left Ultra League at 2,400 ELO, give or take. I climbed up to almost 2,700, and then I dropped a little bit as um, the past day or so. And for the most part, I think the one Pokemon that's been pretty popular, at least the trend Pokemon, that was giving my team a little bit of a headache was Zacian. And it's been really, really... Um, it's been a really, really a surprise element in the fact that with its three moves that it has, the the most common denominator one is going to be close combat because it's going to take care of all your steals. And it's going to either then have play rough if it's going to want to go up against for the ghost types or has wild charge if you want to go up against um, the flyers or the water. But it's been always an element of surprise. And the team that I've been having most success with from the press from the past seasons were my Dragon Tail Groudon as the lead, going with Double Steel in the back with Melmetal and Dialga. And my God, the first day or two, I was scared shitless with Zeshion as the as the lead, or even as the switch. It just it was so unpredictable. I honestly didn't remember how many moves it takes and how many snarls will actually take to get to a charge move for close combat and um, wild charge or play rough. And I was just scared. Where then I was trying out other teams, which. To me, I always love trying out new teams. If I could, um, I was doing pretty good at some extent. And then I was getting a little bit of roadblock. And then I went back to the same team again because I was just so familiar with it. Climbed up pretty far, close to 2,700. Very close expert. And then I went down to about 2,600 as of Saturday. But um, I'm definitely wanting to get all my sets in for Master League because Master League is my favorite league. And I'm going to try to stream every day try to get all my sets in as best as I can before um, the league is over for that for this week coming up. And then I'll see what happens for, I guess, Great League would be the next thing coming around. or, or... Correct. We'll get in kind of into the second half of Season 9 in terms of uh, the PvP season. So I haven't played Master League at all this go-around. I will play it when the Premier Classic comes around. I will play it then. But... Have you been seeing a lot of Zarud in Master League Classic now? Because that Pokemon was released on Tuesday. Master League came back around on Monday. So you you said you've seen a lot of Zacian to kind of alter the meta. But have you been seeing Zarud? So as of right now, I've only seen five so far since the release of the events. And during that time, I actually switched up Groudon to Ho-Oh as the lead. So majority of the videos that we've seen so far on YouTube, it's been... Zarud as the lead, not really so much as the switch. And a lot of, of our popular content creators have been ranting and raving as, as great as it is. And I do believe it's really great. And they've been only showing in in the lead. So I've been trying to switch up the team just a little bit, just so I can have a little bit of play against it because it is a, is a core breaker nonetheless with its typing and the movesets that it has. So I've been having it with Ho as a lead and it, I've been doing pretty good with it. But yeah, I haven't really seen too many people using it so far. And I was kind of surprised because I was really anticipating Zarud more in, in Master League as far as like even with Zacian as, as being as popular as it is right now. But maybe because the fact that 
we don't have it in raids that it's not as accessible and not so many people have actually been playing it. Well, let me let me ask you this then, because a lot of people have been posting their IVs about uh, their Zerud IVs, right? Where where do you stand with the IVs in terms of what you got? And, and are you one of these people that even I I do particularly care about IVs, right? I don't want to invest a lot of resources into a Pokemon that doesn't have the best PvP IVs. However, in the case of a Zerud, how many of these are you going to get? One for now, maybe one in the future. It could be a year from now. It could be two. It could be five years from now before we see before we see Zerud in the game again, if we ever do, as a shiny. So, you know, for me, I think I got a 15-12-12 IV. I, if I wanted to use it in a Master League, I would. I have my rare candies ready to go. But the I like, where do you stand on IVs? If you get a bad, if you get a ten, ten, ten Zerud, are you still powering it up for Master League? If it's well, see, that's the hard part because I guess it really comes back to how much resources that you actually have. And as we all know, right now this is our one and only Pokemon that we have, and I think it's going to probably be released in the future. Question is when. But if it's the one and only Pokemon and it's really doing that much of a difference in Master League, which I can see it being that way, I don't see why not to power it up to uh, to level 40. As far as you talking about IVs, um, it, it's I do think IVs are really, really important and it really falls into some extent to how you use your team or the team that you make up in, in that sense and, and where IVs then actually do matter in that case. And I think it really all comes down to the breakpoints of that case and the fact that depending on how you make your team, breakpoints do matter. And it really then falls into the next question, well, if breakpoints do matter and IVs matter, then then what Pokemon you're going to be up against? Or at least what's the common matches you're going to have with that Pokemon itself? So in this example with Zerud, as far as what I've seen so far, I personally haven't done the research, but I do trust our trainers that we have out there as far as what they say, especially the ones that constantly post IVs and breakpoints and all that fun stuff, that 10-10-10 is okay. And the only thing that would make a difference as far as breakpoint goes for Zerud is having a 13-plus defense on your Zerud. So, so I'm and, fucked. Yeah, in a sense, maybe, cool. maybe, but the only break point in that case is going to be the Dragon Breath. And I think the example that someone actually had was just Dialga. I don't know how it is with Palkia and Zekron. It really comes down to those two other Pokemon that have Dragon Breath or even Dragonite as well, too. But the biggest one that people complained, compared it to was uh, Dialga. And besides that, it, it doesn't make any other difference as far as your gameplay goes. So I think it's it's the one thing that I really like as far as Zerud being very flexible where that it is our one and only Pokemon right now that we can get. But I think it's still very viable that I don't see why not powering up, even though you don't have the 13 defense uh, product stat that you have. Granted, yours is a 12. So as long as you best buddy it and, and have it as your, your main best buddy Pokemon, you're fine. But if you don't have it, then, you know, yeah, you're going to take that extra damage it's only that one extra hp so being a one-turn move it does add up i'm currently working on my pop star pikachu best buddy so zarud is gonna have to wait okay because you know my pikachu philosophy okay we're almost we're almost best buddy with pop star pikachu is it <laughs> is it the one that you were trying to use for jungle cup no i haven't tried to use any pikachus for jungle cup even though i if i have a pikachu that i got in a lucky trade and i'm trying to to get it to level 50 as soon as i get it to best buddy 
I spend the resources. So they're not usually just sitting in my box waiting for me to power them up for the most part. So I haven't used any Pikachu. I have plenty of Pikachu Libre that I haven't touched because I really would like a shiny one. But uh, I don't I don't know if I see myself powering one up for. I, I, I don't even know if I'm touching Jungle Cup again. I am scarred. I have PTSD from the two days I participated in Jungle Cup. And let me tell you, I did great in the Element Cup last season. I did great. But this time around, holy shit. <laughs> I I don't know if I will be playing PvP. I might try Master League, but I I, I got really uh, just mentally fucked this week with Jungle Cup. But I would imagine if you if you go back, you probably have to try Pikachu Libre, if anything. Flying Press has its move. I've seen some people try the Rockstar Pikachu because it has Meteor Mash for, for the Charmers. But uh, I probably won't try. I won't try it. Pikachu Rockstar, I don't think. So maybe a Pikachu Libre. Who knows? Who knows? Well, that sucks because, like I said, I don't think I'm going to probably venture into Jungle Cup as much as I said I really wanted to, but I'm still trying to find out if I can find a creative team or maybe a new Pokemon to use to kind of break up the meta. You know, like I said, going back in our conversation, the two things right now that seem to be a little hot and trendy in Master League Classic is Sarud and Zacian. You know, I just want to find a team that works around it because it's it's those two Pokemon that are either being used together or just one on one, and it's it's causing a lot of chaos a little bit more more myself mentally. But you know, I'm trying to see if I can find a Pokemon that works, something that's probably not in PV Poke or at least on the top ten, top twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. And you know, one of those Pokemon that I was thinking about a little bit. Um, was Genesect, but having the fire move so I can have the fire coverage against the steel types and yet maybe have some form of play against the ghost or anything that's going to necessarily be weak against grass type. I thought it was maybe some... I think I've seen someone play it before from a prior season or two, but it's been kind of a sleeper pick, and I don't know if it's something that can be a little bit viable against now having Zerud play a little bit in Master League Classic, but I'm still trying to find that it Pokemon or that it team that's going to be maybe a little bit different, but just enough of a push to get me to Legend. Well, Caleb Peng had an interesting tweet about the current Genesect out in raids right now. Uh, he put on Twitter, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote this here, can someone explain to me why Genesect Douse is worth raiding and investing in for PvP. Don't all other relevant steals and bug steals do what it does, but better? So uh, I feel we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. First of all, this goes back to the whole events of October, right? October has been kind of boring. Uh, yeah, we got Zerud. This is a it's a nice little event right now, but there's no big thing in the game right now. I don't know if it's like we spoke about at the beginning of the podcast fatigue i don't know if niantic is is waiting to release the next big thing they also haven't really told us what the halloween event really is right right so maybe that's a, a big deal but it just feels like we're kind of just treading water in pokemon go right now and one of those things being the level five raid pokemon which is the genesect douse drive so the the, the and the special move on genesect douse is technoblast water type I, I guess it is water coverage kind of move uh, as opposed to the burn drive, the Techno Blast is a fire coverage move. So, in terms of what Caleb's talking about there, 
First of all, I've said it plenty of times, I'm free to play. So if I'm doing this, I will do my free raid pass or two, and that's it. I will not be investing pokey coins in raid passes and remote raid passes. I'll be saving those for bag space or Pokemon space, or if there's a Pokemon coming out that I want to raid in the future. So what is the point? I don't know. Have one good IV Genesect Douse Drive just in case. The meta could always shift. You know, like you said, you're noticing two different Pokemon now in the meta, that being Zacian and Zarude. Which, by the way, there's a shit ton of mythical and legendary Pokemon with the, with the letter Z. Yeah. In the last, like, three generations. <laughs> Zygarde, the snake, uh, Zamazenta, Zacian, Zarude. What the hell happened? Did they just get together in, in the Pokemon boardroom and just be like, we need to start naming our mythical and legendary Pokemon Z names? Because they don't really have a lot of Z Pokemon. Was it Zigzagoon? Is there anything else? Zoro, Zoro Arc? I don't think there's much else. Yeah, I don't think so. So I, I don't know what the hell happened in the last three seasons, but the Pokemon company just decided to start naming mythicals and legendaries with the letter Z. So uh, but like you said, the meta has kind of shifted. Zacian and Zarude are now a part of the meta. So at some point, maybe a Genesect Douse Drive could be useful in Master League. Who knows about Ultra and Great League? But uh, no, no, I don't think there's some kind of bigger overarching purpose here in order to rating the Genesect right now, except for grinding for XL candies and catching one decent IV Genesect. And yeah, I can see where, where you're coming from, and I agree too. I mean, at this point, really, it's just finding one that 100% and maybe one that's low enough for Ultra League, if that's the case. But, you know, it's always good just to always have that Pokemon stored for something later in the past, because as I can see right now, like I mentioned, Master League Classic is changing, in my opinion, at least with the meta. And there is that transition right now that people are still using old teams, which may, may not work. I never tried it personally, but... You know, it's always good to be on your toes, to be agile, and to be sure that whenever things are ready to change, that you're ready to change too. So, yeah, right now I just don't see it that much of a viability at this moment. You know, hopefully the the fire form might be something that I can try. Maybe Magnet Bomb as its move, and and then the Techno Blast and the fire form can give a little bit of play against uh, Zacian and and maybe uh, some other Pokemon, and try to find a pairing match that works with that um with that Pokemon Genesect and. And then we'll just see from there. But Yeah, I agree. Just getting one relevant Genesect Douse Drive for whatever may come on down the line. But also, you know, I, if I can get a raid group together, I will use my one free pass just to get just to get the XL candy. But I'm not going out of my way to to raid this hardcore or anything like that. So I think we are on the same page there. And I think Caleb Peng says that quite, quite well. Because yeah, there's there's really no incentive to raid this uh, that that much. So, upcoming events here in the next week, Dom, we have a new Pokemon movie, right? That is right, October eighth. October eighth. That's going to be on Netflix, I believe so. Have you seen that Squid Game on Netflix? No. Ooh man, number one show in America right now, and that show will fuck you up. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Also, we got Community Day coming up next Saturday. I might be out of town. I'm not sure yet. Um, if not, I want to raid locally with the peeps, promote the pod. Are you going to do another YouTube video this upcoming week? I would love to, yes. Okay, all right. So Pogo Dom's on YouTube, right? Yeah. I'm just going to be streaming for the rest of the week as best as I can. Hopefully 9 p.m.-ish. Check Eastern that out time. on Twitch, Pogo Dom's. Yep, Eastern, Eastern time, 9 p.m. 
All right, next week we'll have a peek ahead at the second half of Season 9. We'll have a Community Day recap and talk about any other relevant news that comes out on social media or via Niantic. All that coming up next week, Episode 5 of the Go Battlecast podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks for catching an episode of Go Battlecast. To catch them all, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, check out Go Battlecast on Twitter to connect with Zach and Dom. We'll see you next time.